0: Feral
1: Audio Hey guys, uh, you know what I did today? What? I bought a chair. Ooh! A ooh. chair? Where'd you uh, buy a chair? I bought it on Amazon.com You Whoa. go through the Feral Portal? Goddamn right I did.
2: Feral Audio Portal on FeralAudio.com Shop Amazon through that shit just like Dave did.
3: Oh God. Oh. That's right, everybody. It's Halloween. The time for ghosts and goblins and haunted houses and people complaining about costumes that are racist. That's right. Last week, JD scared the bejesus out of me, me being Hunter. By bringing up memories of MC's Hammer, ugh. So let's uh, let's kill uh, two birds with one rap in this week's intro. First, let's bring back the lovable MC Hammer. What a guy! Yeah, who's wonderful, selling out, united this great nation, and whose dick stayed well within his giant genie pants, where it belongs. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, he can do whatever he, w- where, he can do with it what he wants at home. But, put um, his dick where he wants to put it. Put yeah. it there. Yeah. Uh, uh, and number 2, let's talk about the Adams family. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about the Addams Family? I'm scared God.
2: shitless of them. They scare the bejesus out of me. They're a spooky crude. But did you care about them? Uh, no, I wanted to run away from them because they have like a
3: Dracula in their family. Did you see the movie? No. You didn't? No, I saw the previews. Did anybody see the Addams Family movie? Nope. No. Hey, I think it was the Munsters that had a couple
1: Draculas in the family. I don't think the Addams Family did. They well, all have Draculas in l-
3: Well, listen. This is the intro. I went and fucking saw it. I didn't want to go see it. You want to know why I did? Because of this fucking song. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. And Taco amazing. Bell. Yeah, Those you really. Those two things got me to go see the M's Family. God. It's just basic boomer nostalgia. And Howard, how do you bring it to younger generations? Well, you, you swing the hammer. You
4: know, just like he did for Taco Bell. Yeah. Remember his Taco
3: Bell ads? Yeah. Like burgers.
4: Yo, that's out the door. That's why I got something much better in mind. Yes, that's why
3: I just referenced
4: Taco Bell. Yeah, that was the slogan. Anyways, because
3: they do it because the raps are cool and the kids like it. Kids love raps. They do. But I still, as a kid, I wanted to see it, but I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know about these Adamses. Wouldn't it be nice if MC Hammer could clue me in on who these Adamses are and why I'd enjoy parting my money?
2: I mean, he's been doing it for the last three minutes. I know. Yeah.
3: That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a great idea. They killed two birds with one rep. And it worked because 200 million of America's dollars went to the Adams family. So today's genre is a... Actually, it's a subgenre. Is about getting you to part with your money by all those raps. That's right. This is our first installment of what we like to call plot rock. Just in time for Halloween. These are the horror wrap ups. Oh, there we go again.
1: Unshuffle. Vintage uh-huh. JD. Uh, I don't think it's vintage, I think it's current JD. <laughs> Consistent JD. Classic. Were the Adams Family known for saying what they want to say? Well, we'll get to it. Right.
2: Uh, th- listen, this is the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast, the greatest podcast on the radio. I'm J.D. Riznar. There's Hollywood Steve. Hello, I'm Hollywood Steve. There's Dave Lyons. Hey, I'm Dave Lyons. There's Hunter Stare. Hey, it's Hunter. I'm in the captain's seat today. That's right, and what the captain does is invent the genre and count down the best hits in that genre. But before we get to that, because... And listen, there are hits when we do them. You're the puppet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true, you um,
2: are. Uh, because we invented the term Yacht Rock, we like to throw a bone to a Yacht Rock song every week. So Dave, what is this song called?
1: Uh, this song is called Who's Right, Who's Wrong? And this is Kenny Loggins, and God damn it, this guy's one in a million.
3: Kenny Loggins? Just...
1: Oh, Kenny Loggins and Michael Jackson. What?
3: And Michael Jackson?
1: I was saving that. Wait, hold on. If Kenny Loggins is one in a million, there's six billion people on this planet. That means there's 6,000 Kenny Loggins out And imagine what a great convention that would be. It's a little nugget Hunter reminded me of. We just said what it was. It's from 1979's Rocker Keep the Fire. Rolling Stone claimed that, like later day Doobie Brothers, Kenny Loggins has helped forge the sound of Southern California. And who was he forging the sound with on this album? Michael fucking Jackson. That's him singing background. And Mike's Yacht Rock Street Cred doesn't stop with Toto and Q. He's palling around with Michael fucking Jackson. I screwed that up. Kenny Wait. Loggins.
4: Yeah, you get it. Yeah, who who else? Kenny's Yacht Rock Street Kid. Yeah. Fred.
3: Who else is on this song?
1: Uh, you know who else? <laughs> you know who else is on this song, Hunter? No. Check this out, assholes. I don't know. Richard Page. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That Richard Page of the of the Pages of Pages and Mister Mister of Page Brockman and Fiddlestein, accountants at law. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also be Middle remiss, scene. not to mention the sax solo that's coming up. That's Michael Brecker or the Brecker Brothers. Mm. Since I get yelled at for talking about non-Yacht Rock facts on these bone throws, I'll just let you know that Brecker played with Steely Dan and Quincy Jones. And,
3: and Log's uh, name dropped the Brecker Brothers on his when he nailed the definition. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Sure did. Him and Bob James.
3: I'm leaving. I'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. See you, Hunter. Um...
1: Well, here's a fun fact about this album, Dave. <laughs> yeah, fun fact I dug up about this album: uh, according to the back cover, unauthorized duplication is a violation of applicable laws. <laughs> 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 Try that hot one on for size. So are you are you saying that I can't put this song
2: on a tape to enjoy it in my car without Logan's permission?
1: Not according to the back of the album, <laughs> which is where I got all of my research from. That's well, a place to get it. Yeah, it's a good yeah. place. So, Hunter brought up uh, Brecker being called out by Loggins. Uh, Loggins called out Bob James as the inspiration on the album. You remember that he, you know, when he defined yacht rock, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Uh, Bob James didn't play anywhere else on this album. He just inspired Kenny to help create the yacht rock sound. So, kind of like a little Coco Goldstein character there. Except he could play an instrument.
3: <laughs> and he was really cool.
1: Um, and, and he had talent, and is a real person. Uh, like a
2: lot of logging stuff in this era, this song breaks down into a very Steely Dan Pajazz feel. It's really kind of the... I think this might be Logan's most Steely Danny song.
3: Yeah, well, it's after the Celebrate Me Home, like, slow jazz. He mm-hmm. <laughs> kicked it up a little bit on the Yeah, this album? You, 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 you couldn't have not. I, I love.
2: <laughs> Could have gone to sleep. I love this album, Keep the Fire. It's so good. This and This Is It, this song that we're listening to, and, and the song This Is It are probably the oddest songs on the album. Uh, but it's full of great songs. It's got that song, Love Has Come of Age, Mr. Knight, which really has that log line, boogie woogie sassiness. And of course, Keep the Fire, which is just such a nutball song. He goes off the rails. It's so good. That's all I have to say about this song. Oh, listen yeah. to this
3: last part. It's almost it like cool. a yeah. doobie bounce. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a yacht rock song. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't. They don't. Oh, have to have the doobie band. Hey, Yaski, let's Yachty scale it for the record. Hundred. Wait, I know. I go ninety-eight. I go
1: ninety-five. I'll give it a ninety-five as well. Ah, right, good. Ninety-six
4: point five.
1: Yeah, he had to get some point in there. Now you have yeah. to figure. I'm it out. not gonna. I'm not it's gonna to figure it out. Out. You always got to make alg- a point, Steve. What Guys, the
4: algorithm gave me. Let's just say ninety. Six. Tim
2: Malcolm made a chart. We'll just write this down on the chart and he'll give us the
1: answer. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's yacht. Yeah. yeah. Super no yacht. question. No question about it. Not like that Photo Glow garbage. <laughs> it's not garbage. You're right. It's a good country crossover. Beyond
0: Yara. Yeah. Oh comes oh. the
4: greatest rap in the history of rapping well we got some time we got some time here it
3: comes okay all right guys let's let's uh since this is a sub sub genre let's clear out plot rock the main genre Plot Rock, there's songs from movies and sometimes TV that spell out moments in the story of said movie or television show, and why not? It's hard to write a song, you need inspiration, so why not take it from the source material?
0: Well, it was the rap
2: what where was the rap it's, the rap's in the middle it's, it's the
0: bridge it's in the middle and the end oh. yeah oh, too hot geez. to handle too cold the whole I love that beginning the I love that
2: Steve loves this rap so much but he has no idea where it is in the that's song that's why I said you had to wait for it Steve. such a fair sure weather Bobby Brown I on my own sure thing pretty yeah. sure it came at the beginning no it doesn't um, I like to say I like to define plot rock as, as soundtrack songs where the artist has clearly read the script or maybe a detailed synopsis and has received no other instruction from the producers
3: yeah I think I get this. Yeah. I wrote a song about this script. Script to screen. All right. So, if we're going to talk about this one, this song, On Our Own by Bobby Brown, probably plot rock's most famous. What you hear is mostly not plot rock, right, Steve? That's what you're hearing. It's a plot rap in the middle of. Right a, here a regular song. It's your standard New, new Jack Swing about yeah. Bobby Brown leaving New Edition. That's what it was. Yes. It was. And they tacked on the rap which is total plot rock. Yeah, and it puts it all together. And, ra- right. his rap wraps up the movie. Also on another level, it plays during the credits, so it literally plays while the movie is wrapping up. And that's why I'm calling today's subgenre the horror wrap-ups.
2: This song is also one of the greatest song sequels of all time, I M H O. You are, H O?
3: Yeah. You're a hoe.
2: In my
4: humble opinion, you
3: oh. grandpa's. Oh. Oh. La 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 la. Okay, Steve. The rap's coming. Why don't you say something about okay. the song? So
4: the reason that the rap feels really tacked on and like maybe has nothing to do with the rest of the song <laughs> is <laughs> when this is New about Jack about supposed to. Yeah, that too. When New Jack swing songs made they had to make alternate versions for pop and top 40 radio stations without the raps because some of those stations refused to pl- refused to play rap on the grounds that rap isn't in our format. So here it comes Steve, just say so you no. Know. Keep going. So anyway, there it here is.
0: it comes. I
4: just want to listen to it. Yeah, let's just listen to this. <laughs> they go to a party with
2: a bunch of children.
4: <laughs> they packed up, regrouped, got a grip, came quit grabbed their proton packs on their backs, and they split. Vigo, the master of evil, trying to him a boys.
0: That's not legal. I love the
2: detail that they went into for that first scene at the kid's birthday party. Oh, and then, he, then that's sort of how far sweep, he got. They just sweep over the rest. He, he read that first act. I'm bored. Who's the bad guy in this? Vigo. See a master of People? yeah good that
3: rhymes grin it <laughs> he was going he went. wait all right so I'm 10 minutes in this movie's terrible <laughs> And
1: uh, I'm not reading but anymore good enough for him to do a cameo in it uh, holding the door open for them um In a subservient way that was typical casting of black actors in the 80s in these sorts of movies.
3: Okay, so Steve, did you have anything more about this? Uh, I
4: was was just going to say, like, when when my hometown radio station played American Top 40, sometimes the DJ would interrupt it to cover up a rap song with, like, a Bruce Hornsby track or something. (laughs) It just depended on which DJ was working that night and how anal or racist they chose to be about their precious fucking radio format. Jeez. All right, well...
3: While on our own is a great song, it's honestly it's, it's, it's making us angry,
1: like the purple slime that flows under New York.
3: <laughs> we'll get no, there. No anger Guys, made the slime. We'll it didn't get make there. People mad. We'll get okay. there. Oh, sorry. We'll get. We'll get there. Thanks. Okay, this is a great song, but it's honestly light on the integration of the script. It only has a little bit of a blip, and it's the same thing twice. Anyways, let's hear a song that uses the full spectrum of the medium.
1: There we go. Uh, I remember this one from maybe middle school. Welcome to
2: Halloween. I'm so spooked out right now. (laughs) Shitting in my me undies. You're
3: supposed to be. (laughs) Okay, so JD poops in his me undies when he's scared, Uh and Dave poops when he's comfortable, super comfortable. Okay.
2: And Dave's, er, Steve's gonna poop in his when he has a pair, and when the Cubs win the
4: World Series. Yep.
1: Yep. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna gonna do. Cubs
4: win the World Series.
1: Okay, you'll find
3: a way to make it your own. I'll try. This is uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince with A Nightmare in My Street, but is this plot rock? yes eh, and no. It's telling the story, it's using Nightmare in Elm Street. It cops plot points from the series, mostly the real one it does is, is number two, which is weird. Uh, but this was freelance, as it was rejected from the Elm Street 4 soundtrack.
1: They actually made a video for it, but apparently New Line Cinema ordered it destroyed as part of the lawsuit. Yeah, they got sued. Yeah, to stop them from playing the song. And on the album, they had to add, "This is in no way associated with the Nightmare on Elm Street movie." Yeah, on the cover of the album, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Hola, hey, are we getting free publicity from one of the most popular rappers in America? Shut that! Shit. Get down, get
4: our lawyers on that shit! Rap isn't in our format!
3: Well, it kinda was.
4: Play a Bruce Hornsby song instead. What's New Line Cinema up to now? Okay. Let's talk
3: about horror wrap ups. Okay, so it didn't make the list because it wasn't on an actual soundtrack, but it's a good example of what a good plot rock horror wrap up should be. It name-drops the movie, name-drops the bad guy, it even explains his motivations and M.O. It takes the role of of the protagonist in peril. Sometimes this is simply discussed. Either way you understand the POV of the movie. It integrates the music from the score. Not a requirement, but it's, you know, extra points. This uh, integration is sometimes done with known sound effects or lines from the movie. It gives the bad guy his own voice in the song which is awesome it's rare but A plus effort what doesn't it do it doesn't use specifics of the story very well the more the better and ultimately it doesn't wrap up the movie as it's freelance therefore wouldn't play during the credits to remind the audience what they just saw all right we just went through a lot of stuff does anybody have any questions how much quicker can you get through this information just kidding we're interrupting you wait the part I just got through no the rest oh Eh. listen here's the thing about horror wrap ups this is my theory they needed <laughs> fake freddy
1: freelance
4: yeah, that's, freddy that, that's not <laughs> freddy kroger <laughs> you know i Chad kruger, kruger. I, think, I think the uh the point of the lawsuit was correct i don't think this had anything to do with a nightmare on elm street it didn't
3: but I, they did submit it, <laughs> it was <rejected. laughs> i was gonna go into a theory but there's the basic basic thing I think that there's a lot of horror wrap-ups, especially in the late 80s, early 90s, because the black audience was a big audience for horror films. Certainly a vocal audience. But they didn't want to. Oh, geez, Dave! Gosh!
0: <laughs> but they
3: didn't want to actually put black actors. Wait, that's not in... what I meant. Oh my God! Oh man! They didn't want to put black actors into the film, so they just tacked on a rap at the end of it, and then they eventually would put a black actor in, and then he would die first, and then they would hire rapper to be an actor in the movie and then they just stopped caring because horror movies became so uh, niche and cheap to make that they didn't do it anymore and then we lost our horror wrap ups. Well, it was kind of a scummy reason. Here's here's my fun. theory. Uh, the
1: sweet spot for movies is PG-13 because you get the younger audience in, you don't lose them when you have it rated R.
3: Right, speed this up or and this makes,
1: it, uh, this makes
3: it a little more kid friendly. I think you used the term "campy" before. Uh, "Campy crap," I think, is what I wrote. Ah, well. All these movies should be campy and fun. They're horror movies. Horror movies should be fun. And these made them more fun. Should we? Should we count this down?
0: Let's count this fucking down. Jason's in space and again in Jason X. Friday the 13th, part 10. 10, 10, 10. <laughs>
3: so after that theory, while JD is figuring this out, no, it's fine. This guy. Okay. After that theory, here's a rap rock song by a bunch of white guys. Oh, this is hot. This is a hot lick. Yeah, this uh, is a hot lick. I put this in for Steve, but I think Dave... Yeah. You like this one, I too. I like this one a lot. All right, what is this? Heavy metal with the T? Remember when I used to be surprised by my own picks, you guys? <laughs> yeah, that was a good Oh, yeah, man. I think it's a great bit. Well, I'm shocked by this one because this song is called Shock Dance from 1989's movie Shocker by the Dudes of Wrath oh good name which is a super group with Paul Stanley and Desmond Child on vocals Vivian Campbell from Dio and Guy Man Dude on yes! guitar Guy Man Dude Rudy Sarzo from Whitesnake is on bass and Tommy Lee is on drums with background vocals by Michael Anthony and sexy muscle man metal guitarist Kane Roberts who's yeah. in this Movie. Uh, that's a lot of names.
4: So it's like the Grapes of Wrath, except with a bunch of dudes. Yep.
1: Well, when you have guy man dude in your band, you you're, gonna wanna put, you're gonna want to. But you're gonna want to put a little little shout out in the in the name yep. of the band.
3: But guys, there's more names because there wasn't enough guys in the band. They needed to bring in a couple others. Thank God. They needed to bring in Alice Cooper to do his best Mike Patton impression, <laughs> and a mini rap by the that guy you just heard for a second by X-Files own Mitch Pileggi, who played serial killer Horace Pinker, who uh, in the movie makes a deal with the devil, and, well, nah, I guess the devil, you don't really know, and it becomes pure electricity after being fired, uh, being shocked on the electric chair. As uh, one does. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It, it's really confusing. I rewatched yeah. it again. He goes into other people's bodies, but his electricity, I don't know, whatever.
2: Here's what I have to say. With all these cool dudes on this song, you'd think one of them would
1: have known a rapper to help them write better raps. Hunter, uh, Hunter was over at my house, was it last weekend? And you played this song for me, and I hadn't heard it. Yeah. And you said, what
3: does this sound like to you? And you? What was the first thing I said? Well, I feel like I needed to justify it. I need to justify this Because it doesn't Necessarily a rap Yeah And and the first thing You said was This sounds like Faith no more Faith no more mm-hmm. Which is exactly my point This is a, This sounds like A faith no more Ish rap uh, But they rap You
2: know Like In, in a tra- manner of speaking And trying raps Like they didn't quite know What a rap yeah, listen was Listen to this yeah. It's it, it's a rap as much as Vincent Price's rap and Thriller is a rap which that's, is defined as a rap in the in the liner notes. That's, so that's people, true?
3: Yes, it is called a rap that's in what the people thriller thought liner notes thought were notes. raps back then. Also, it's called shock dance. And if it wasn't a rap, it would just be called like sh- shocking with a bunch of dudes, but it's shocking. They're dancing and raps you danced r- r- shocking with the dudes. It's
4: <laughs> a follow up to playing with the boys. <laughs> Shocking with the dudes.
1: Uh, I've got my dude. This one's called Shocking with the Dudes.
3: <laughs> Listen, that's what it, that's what it was going to be called until they started rapping. And it became a dance. Anyways, I just want to point out, for anyone,
4: for anyone who's not familiar with guitar virtuoso guy man dude, uh, his last a name is M-A-N-N hyphen dude. And so any- his dad's name was dude and his mom's <laughs> name was man.
3: It's actually a fake name. But, no! Uh, and if anybody's not familiar with this uh, movie, just listen to this song because they wrap it up pretty good. Megadeth has an Alice Cooper cover on the
4: soundtrack. It was No More Mr. Nice Guy. It was actually on MTV. It was a decent Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, let's move on. They rebooted
0: the series so it wouldn't decline when Rob Zombie made Halloween Part no! 9. No!
2: All right, this guy made very funny bumpers, but way too... You got to cut the tail of your bumpers off, and they work better in the show. Remember that, bumper makers.
3: what they do? What, right. do they
2: fade them out? Yeah, you just leave a bunch of empty space at the end of the file. You got to oh, cut I it see, as soon yeah. as that sound ends.
0: Ooh, who is
3: this guy? All right, this is... Uh, number nine's a little problematic, because uh, great song... And it's a great example of how to do a full character rapping. This is the Crip Keeper with Crip Jam, created by New Jack Swing producer Chucky e. Booker, mm. who knows how to make a legit song yep, because this true. sounds like a pretty sweet New Jack sounds Swing. Sounds a little song. bit uh, uh, like course, uh, yeah.
2: the Bobby Brown one. So with a legit producer, is this uh, not a try and rap, or is it on par with like the Bartman, which it definitely is a try? And
3: well, uh, personally. I felt the Bartman was a try and rap because of Michael Jackson and him doing the song. Okay. The raps were were try and rappy, but he also didn't really know what he was doing. But Chucky Booker is a new Jack Swing producer and not a not a necessarily a rap producer, so I don't know. Okay. I don't okay. know. It's a try and try and rap ish. Sure. Sure. Anyways. Bart is, Bart
4: Simpson's a better rapper than the Crypt Keeper, I have to say.
3: I pretty good. I, I thought mean, the Kirkkeeper pretty good. He's doing a voice. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing
4: a voice that's very difficult to rap in. I will give him that. It's not like he's a master technician on the mic or anything, though. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, as so as we know, this is from uh, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, they had a couple movies, Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood, but this is actually from the TV series, particularly season three. I think it's on the DVD. Um, but as we know, Tales from the Crypt is an anthology th- series so it doesn't have a single story arc to drop plot references, but this song does a great job laying down the premise of the show, which is that the Crypt Keeper invites you over to listen to a story, you accept his invitation, and he scares the farts out of your butt.
2: And don't forget, the show is all about horror puns, and this song delivers them
1: deliciously. Yeah, it's rife with them. So
2: if you were to say Tales from the clip, Crypt is about horror puns?
1: Wait, what? Wait, Tales from the what? Tales I from said, the Clip? I didn't say Clip, I said, said Clip. I said oh. Clip. I'm Oh, oh so like when you clip. watch
2: the clips. But Tales from the Clit Concrete is a clip. is a porno movie. Yeah, yeah. Where pretty it, good one too. Is every porno movie? Um, anyway, anyway, it's got horror puns. puns. Yeah. <laughs> well, this
3: guy clearly read the script to his own show. Yeah, he this the guy, interstitials. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy knew this what is, he was doing. This is
4: voice actor John Kessier. I don't know how to pronounce his name because I've never actually said it out loud. But he's yeah. the guy who does. The Crypt Keeper voice. And at, this, at the time this show was on, he was also playing the kicker on the uh, HBO football comedy First and Ten. Yeah, I, I which I was show.
3: surprised by that and I checked it out. Yep. With, uh, with Ruta Lee. It's a we worked with her. <laughs> Anything else, guys? Ah, Crypt j- Crip Keeper.
2: Crypt Jam. Crypt Jam. jam. I could dan- this should be called um, Crypt Dance, and then the last should have been called
1: Shock Jam. I agree with
3: you in the sense that
1: this is definitely not a jam.
3: Well, the last one should have been called shocking was. with the dudes. I'm sorry, I got to play these cuz these are funny.
0: A dumb video game plot was the fate of Hellraiser. Part 8.
3: that was funny. Yeah. It's like a funny that. guy who made yeah. these. Oh, i was so happy <clears throat> when JD sent these to me because I didn't have to make my own bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so So thank you. Who is that? we will get to it in We'll get to it. We'll get plug to hole. it? Oh, yeah. plug hole. Okay, we're at number eight. So this is uh, this is full-fledged horror wrap-ups from this point forward. Every song appears during the movie's credits. They're wrapping up the movie with the raps. This one is Detroit's own Esham with The Fear, Morty's theme from 1995's The Fear, which is about idiots who go to a cabin to work out their fears and, right. and listen to horrorcore rap, by the way, which is really yeah. weird. Mm. And there's a giant wooden golem in the house <laughs> (laughs) For some reason He's like a big doll And they don't know Why he's there And his name is Morty Also Wes Craven Is in this movie I'm Morty the (laughs) golem What's your worst fear He's He's not a He's not a They don't reference him As a golem He's he, they say he's like a wooden statue from, like, the dad. Israel? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> from a shop. From Prague? No. Or
4: he
1: protected they don't re- the ghetto? He, he,
3: has, don't, he has, like, his own bed. It's really, it, does, it doesn't make yeah, any it's, sense. Yeah, it's
1: more like a, a sarcophagus. That he's in But
4: he's clearly a golem though Because he's taking orders Yeah Okay I don't know. Classically anyway, the golem Is made out of clay Rather than wood mm- Clay from the riverbed But this bed. isn't a classic tale Steve Yeah it's a re. I'm retelling. just pointing out For all of our listeners Golem, oh. golem, golem Who need to know How to make their own golem, golem
3: At play. home Yeah see there you go Okay so being that This is 1995 And hip hop had ceased To be just a try and rap novelty The producers got a great idea To actually incorporate Rappers who specialized In the macabre Or horrorcore And the sound Track had groups like the Grave Diggers, yeah. Flatliners, ICP, and here with the title track, uh, Esham.
1: Alright, this is actually was really uh, good. It's actually 1994. I, where did you see this? Because the movie came out in
3: uh, I. Every place I checked said 1995. Hmm. Hmm. It's a Dave fact. Don't so just okay, keep sorry, going. Dave. Uh, sorry, Dave.
1: Yeah, well, the movie came out in 1994, sure, according right, to IMDb. Alright, <laughs> okay, Dave. <laughs> and uh, Esham? Esham? Is it Esham? Uh, with the, with the Jewish theme yeah, of the, the movie, go- I thought Gollum. it was like Esham. Esham and go- Golem. Yeah, uh, he was only seventeen when he did this.
4: Hey, when you got talent, you got talent.
0: Yeah.
4: and he sounds like he has talent on this song. Like this is, uh, if it wasn't for like a bunch of people yelling "Morty" in the chorus,
3: like Morty's coming, that mm-hmm. like that <laughs> stuff, yeah. it would sound like a real rap song. Well, it is. Well, this Hisham would be rapping about this subject matter anyways. Like he has, yeah, it's in support, his wheelhouse. This horror stuff. He wouldn't do it with this much detail or screaming the name Morty, but it's pretty close either way He lays out the movie pretty well and touches on most of the characters fears. Cool. Yeah All right, she's doing a good so it's, job. It's Morty. like
4: a horrorcore version of mind playing tricks on me a little bit
0: An evil thermos sending people to heaven in night of the living dead part seven, seven. seven.
2: An evil thermos, huh? I, I haven't seen that one seven. I don't watch horror pictures You don't? No, I really don't Yeah Do you,
3: do you real not life, like scary real movies? Life,
2: real life is terrifying enough for me Um. Well, I caught up when I As an adult, I caught up on all the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th movies And the early ones are kind of scary and creepy And then as it goes on, they just get
3: stupid Ah, uh, You should have watched him as a, a younger person. Yeah, I was afraid. Have liked it more. Uh, whoa! What are we listening to? Okay, so I heard something about a maniac cop. Yeah. Uh, okay. We've we've had uh, song written by people who knew what they were doing, but this is the best. Uh, this is my favorite type of wrap up. This is when a regular old probably white dude soundtrack guy writes what he wants to be a hip and happen and uh, try and rap. Uh, this is a uh, Jay. Cataway with Maniac Cop Rap from 1990's Maniac Cop 2.
4: So you're saying this is the guy who composed the soundtrack like in a regular musical milieu? Yes, he's a soundtrack
3: composer. He he worked with the director. Uh, He famously did Maniac, which they just remade last year, which Mm. is a super creepy synth soundtrack. And then he did Maniac Cop and now Maniac Cop 2. Hmm. Uh, you really get cornered the, of the
4: market on
1: Maniac movies <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: it's the same director
1: I'm Yeah same remember. director uh, They had uh, like Bruce Campbell Played one of the cops in it
3: and uh, Maniac Cop yeah, yeah. Uh, Two other writers are credited on this Pete uh, Levin and Wayne Lemmers Who write GOP parody songs Like what? Like the Bill O'Reilly River Dance, mm-hmm. Condoleezza <laughs> and D-Minor Okay. Oh, boy The I Hate and Coulter song <laughs> Those are some um, okay. this, uh, you can actually you can get this on CD, baby, by searching for the album GOP Party Monsters. I'm, I
1: miss those. Look, Phil Hartman used to make fun of those on news radio. Those like political uh, satire yeah, songs. Like Mark, of the 50s. Mark Russell or yeah. the,
3: Capitol steps,
4: <laughs>
1: the kinda... Capital Steps. The
3: Capital Steps. But on the raps on this are Brian B Dub Woods and Josh Barnes. I have no idea what became of them.
2: Yeah, but this is this makes the, uh, a trickier try and rap because they got cool competence sounding guys to rap it but when you listen
1: closer the song is absolute embarrassing garbage
2: it's terrible
1: yeah it is but it's it's perfect plot rock the music video is if there's a plot rock version of a music video it shows clips of everything from the movie yeah. as it's happening with the glaring uh, em- uh emission of Uzi and the Jacuzzi.
3: Was that a fan-made video?
1: It, it felt like it. It really felt like it. It felt like uh, not a fan-made video, but like an editing assignment.
3: Yeah. yeah, college. Well, they wrapped it up really good. This is a great. Yeah, you know, there's a maniac cop, like you said, he can't be stopped. You set him on fire, you shoot him with an Uzi, and then he shows up in your jacuzzi. I yeah. want to know if this is the first
4: rap song to rhyme Uzi with jacuzzi because you would be. think no, it couldn't be. It could, it sh- it had to have happened elsewhere.
3: Yeah, well, maybe. But James I don't know Chattel where that is. really nailed it.
2: Hey, Professor Rep from
1: School of the Streets, email us. Let us know if that's yeah. true or not. Uh, good news! There's a reboot of this in the works, and hopefully they'll get some real good rappers. To be yeah, honest, they're not going to do it now with
3: today's cl- climate.
0: <laughs> Jigsaw taking them across the sticks from beyond the grave in saw six. 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 six.
3: Yeah, I like this one. <coughs> this is a good song. It reminds me of the '90s. Yeah, this is a this is a good one. Okay, so we're getting into the elite wrap ups here. This is the extremely accurate plot retelling of 1992's Waxwork 2, Lost in Time by L.A. Posse with the song Anyone? Guess? Lost in Time It's called Waxwork. Lost in Time Wow. Yeah, which appears a- as a full cast participated music video highlight reel during the end credits. Hey Steve, I have a question for you. What's this, that? This hot beat here, this groove,
2: is this the drumbeat Amen break that that old guy who lived in Madison, Wisconsin did and was, it was sampled in every rap song i don't Support remember hmm. ah, yeah. fascinating
1: okay. it sounds like it to me because i'm smart with rap yeah. beats <laughs> so uh
3: you are you are jd um, thank you
1: jd i would have said yes a lot of people refer to this as the boom bip yeah i would have tried to keep oh it going. you're a yes man no. and. yeah I, uh,
3: man the boom bap
4: boom bip
1: oh jeez rhymes with tip okay anyways <laughs> they say boom bap
3: well i'm making it my own
1: you're the puppet. You're...
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> you're both puppets.
3: Okay, L.A. Posse is Dwayne Muffla-Simon, Daryl Big Dad Pierce, DJ Bobcat, and DJ Pooh. But only Muffla and Big Dad were on this song. DJ Pooh is Kenny Loggins in disguise. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, Kenny Loggins in blackface. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so a little history. Uh, they were signed by Russell Simmons in 1987 to produce LL Cool J's Bigger and Deffer album, which was a huge hit and got L.A. Posse work with uh, Houdini, Run DMC, and more LL. They made uh, one group album called They Come in All Colors in 1991. So this song here was probably L.A posse at the tail end of there were you able careers? to
1: ascertain where they were from?
3: Well, they worked with a lot of people from New York.
1: Okay, I saw Run DMC on yeah. that. Yeah. Huh.
3: But I, I don't know, I couldn't yeah. figure it out. <laughs> Lost to the Ages. I think it's Louisiana. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, this song has the lyric, um, this is an actual lyric in the song, you're chasing through the plot like an animal, <laughs> which is exactly what these guys are doing. They're almost plot rocking their
3: own plot rock song. Very it's meta. impressive. Well, the movie's pretty meta. It's a, they, it's, let's see, it's a, Waxwork 2 is basically, the court case to prove whether the main character Sarah did or didn't kill people in the first movie. So to prove sounds her, like a really boring sequel. So
1: wait to, for it; it's going to it's gonna get better.
3: To prove, How do they do it? To prove her innocence, her and the guy from Gremlins travel through dimensions or time. They go back I don't know, in time and eventually fight. They get the, lost. The ballerina guy from Die Hard. No, the plot's
1: what gets lost. Oh, well,
3: they, they do kind of get lost because they go separate ways and they have to. Good song deuce yeah <laughs> anyways it's all covered in this
1: um, song the the music video has them rapping all over uh, the uh, court chambers in la city hall and i don't think it's in the movie right,
4: cool. the rapper on this song sounds like he's re- trying really hard to sound like iced tea but doesn't quite have the same voice just right. tea he's just tea yeah
3: regular tea muffler Are you talking about yeah it's just tea big dad yeah, no it's just oh, tea. okay
1: Hey, I Remember this theme song? We're almost out of states, fellas. We're almost done with this segment. Yeah. What are we gonna do next? We'll figure that out.
3: Uh, How many provinces?
2: Twelve. Twelve. I'm sure. That, I'm sure there's not twelve. I'm sure twelve. that's wrong. Canada? Because they, Dave Canada. Took Canada out I think it's 12.
3: 1994.
1: You know what? I just looked up the movie again and it was 1995. But I swear my my research said- I think the song came out in 94. No more facts, just tell us how the songs make you feel, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you how you make me feel. I mean, is like, underappreciated and like my opinion doesn't matter. No, your opinion matters. Guys, your, it's your facts don't.
3: <laughs>
4: Guys, I think <laughs> it's, it's the, the song. The objective stuff, not the subjective <laughs> stuff. Guys,
1: <laughs> we're getting emotional. I think it's the song. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the political climate right now. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, when, <laughs> when do facts matter? <laughs> this always happens when we come to Maine. We're, all, we're in Maine again. <sighs> Welcome to Maine. You know what I fucking hate about Maine? Emotions. There was this great dude named Tom of Finland. I, ex- <laughs> I, I encourage everybody to look up his... His, uh, his work. Art, his his work. forward-thinking art. His and then some, some company calls themselves Tom of Maine. They make crappy toothpaste, oh. steal all his thunder. Oh, they have that crappy deodorant that doesn't yeah, work? Yeah, I think Hunter uses it. Well, listen, let's talk music, guys. Bird's
2: Peas. This song is by Mainer I don't know, like Maynard, Howie Day. Collide. Howie Day is the best Maine can do. Oh, yeah? This guy's Sean Colvin, rip-off dude. You're Maine. Listen, <laughs> to be fair to Howie Day, this song came out in 2003, and he might be awesome now, but I'd rather spend time with my family than look deeper into Maine. Anybody else have anything about Maine? Oh, wait, I have one more thing about Maine. Uh, Maine gave us a famous author named Stephen King who was in a band with other authors called the Rock Bottom Remainders, and included humorous Dave Barry, oh, Matt, yeah. Matt Groening of The Simpsons.
1: Oh, is he from Maine?
2: No, no they didn't have to be. From no, Maine. Stephen King. So Remainders
1: Maine. isn't a main pun.
2: Oh, it's not. No, unless they really wanted to lure Stephen King into the band, maybe, uh, uh, or uh, let him name it. Amy Tam of the Joy Luck Club. Yes, yeah, it was also in the in the band, and a bunch of other authors I've never really heard of. Uh, and they like to brag that they play music as well as Metallica writes novels. It's funny. Dave Barry's in the
4: group, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> loved Dave records, Barry when I was younger. <laughs> me too.
1: Uh, well, you got Frank Churchill who wrote like all the early. Disney songs from Snow White and shit like that. Oh god, the song. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey, I'm he's a Dreamboat. Old. Judd Nelson, John Ford, basically a bunch of people that moved to California to be more successful than if they'd stayed in
4: Maine. He's also, I found again. David E. Kelly. <laughs> David E. Kelly, the TV producer. Not music. And here's a JFK fact. I got a fact Swan for Peter. you. You're an asshole.
1: Stop! Stop! Oh. Guys, Maine is tearing us apart. Since we're talking about
2: people, not musicians from Maine, Maine is also uh, the seat of power of Governor Paul LePage. If you want to have some laughs about a racist old man, just Google Governor Paul LePage. It'll all come up. God. Let's, never, get, the f- let's get out of Maine. never coming Maine. to Maine again. <laughs> plug Woo! Plug hole. Oh, plug, plug hole. hole. We're stuck in the plug hole in Maine. Um... All right, plug a hole.
3: I'll go first. Okay, Uh, we're not getting paid for this, but I'd like to plug MondoTees.com, who goes beyond tees and does a great job preserving on vinyl many of the movie soundtrack. We've or I've discussed on this show, particu- particularly giallo shots and today's horror wrap ups. Oh, nice. That's nice of you, Mondo Teaser. I got a I plug. Do it. <laughs> I got a plug to pick. <laughs> uh,
1: October 29th, uh, All Sets and Rise Motion Pictures are throwing a fantastic Halloween party in Sun Valley with musical guests, Karate the Band. <laughs> it's at 11678 Pendleton Street in Sun Valley. And if Karate the Band isn't enough for you, there's an open bar. Oh, hey, Credit
2: uh, band's great. You should okay. <laughs> open bar the band. Drive up to Sun Valley
3: for hey, an open bar. It's open. like
1: a mile north of the Burbank Airport. Oh,
3: uh, okay. It's big my, old, it's we read this one I have to do some technical stuff. Big okay. old warehouse party. Oh, the one on the top? Yeah, or the one yeah, The one on the bottom the of first, the top yeah. of the plug hole. Hey, Bumper's today brought to you by Jackson O'Brien. Yeah, pretty great stuff. He got the accidental preview of Snake Charmers, which some of you did. So he knew what we were doing this week and whipped up the perfect Bumper's yeah. on solicited is that true uh, yeah oh yeah because oh, we said it at the end oh what, man that guy's thinking what oh, a happy outcome uh, check out his music podcast if i had a hi-fi find it on the web at hey that's a palindrome http if i had a hi-fi dot audio or on itunes and stitcher they're on twitter at at i had a hi-fi pod and can also be found on Facebook. If I, ha- if I had a hi-fi, the podcast all about things you might not already know about the records you love if you had a hi-fi.
1: Everything's fucked up right now.
3: Okay, that's fine. we got more plug holes. Anybody, I know, right? Anybody need any more plug holes?
1: Uh, we've got a piece on the Captain's blog on YachtRock.com about the man who inspired the Steely Dan song Kid Charlemagne. The article was contributed by Josh Moss, who also creates DIY lo-fi music. You can name your price, starting at free, for the themodernfolk.bandcamp.com. He also writes about DIY lo-fi music at themodernfolk.net, a long-running blog 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 meant to make you think that homemade music is as cool as he thinks it is. He also writes for the blog of the popular Underground Cassette Review podcast. Is that a thing? A popular Underground Cassette Review podcast? It is, and it's called Tabs Out. Tabs Out. That means you can't record over it. Um, he would love to hear from you about anything music related. Find him on Twitter at the Modern Folk F O L K.
2: That's a that's a great plug hole, guys.
3: Yeah. Are we good now, Jenny?
2: Yeah.
4: Let's move on. I'd like to plug the amazing baseball <laughs> skills <laughs> okay. of Javier Baez.
0: All
3: right. If you want to think about a doll
0: sex drive, watch Seed of Chucky Chops, please, part five. 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 five.
3: <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. Uh, his hat is like a shark fin. I couldn't get past that. Hello, <laughs> Cool J, I've seen your hat.
2: Your hat was a friend of mine, sir. Your hat does not look like a shark
3: fin. What? Is that Dan, a Dan Quayle? Dan Quayle Lloyd, yeah, Lloyd Benson. Lloyd A little 1988 political humor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's classic. Thank you very much. Oh, man. GOP Wait,
2: wait, party wait. wait. Let, me,
1: let me tag what you said. That was uncalled for, J.D. That was the response. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Man, potato.
3: Okay, I never saw this movie, but I'm pretty sure it should be called Jurassic Shark, and I know this by listening to LL Cool J sing Deepest Bluest from 1999's Deep Blue Sea, in which he pulls double duty by rapping and acting. And I did watch the end to make sure it was on the credits, and it is. And LL Cool J survives, and apparently he he has a hat, and it's like a shark's fin. I didn't see that part. Did of the you? Movie. Did you? You come up with Jurassic Shark? Yes. That's fucking genius. It
1: is. Yeah. Ah. I really like that. Yeah. You see, sometimes when you when you are
2: creative and you don't lean on wrong facts, you can really be good in this Guys, podcast. Guys, we
1: left Maine. That, oh, was un- sorry. that was uncalled for, JD. Oh
3: God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So LL Cool J knows what he's doing. So, I. why is his hat like a shark fin? I think, it, in the movie, does anybody see this movie? No, no, no. Okay, I haven't seen any of these movies. Do you think in the movie he pretends to be a shark by wearing a hat like and a shark And that helps them fin? get away or something? Well, he might want to get in with the other sharks to see what they're, oh, yeah, yeah. what they're all about, figure it out, because they're man-made terror. I do know wow. that. I they get smart. I do know that. I know that. I read the synopsis. They try to cure uh, Alzheimer's with shark's brains. Yeah. But they have to make the shark super smart first.
1: Because their cells don't die or something. So I so Jurassic Shark.
3: Yeah, well, oh yeah. But, I mean, what was LL Cool J doing with the shark fin hat? That's all I want to
0: know.
2: I think he was a librarian in this movie. And uh, he, was <laughs> behind, he was behind a bookshelf. Pacing back and forth, and somebody's like, "Uh oh, here comes a librarian! <laughs>
4: Don't <laughs> check out your books. Be
2: quiet. Here there he comes." Oh. Oh. Dumb.
1: Steve, it looks <laughs> like you you have a Guys,
4: I want. Has anybody besides me ever tried shark's fin soup? No. Ah, oh, God. Yeah. I, what, what did you think of it? Uh,
1: it wasn't that great. It was a yeah. long time ago. I was in Toronto. I tried it because it was exotic and it tasted. It's not like about a, the
3: taste. It's about the depth.
1: You know, it's like a real firm booger.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's. it's, it's I, I tried it when I was in uh, uh, Taiwan a few years ago for a friend's wedding, uh, as part of a twelve-course meal. Um, it was. I had like three different twelve-course. meals I was going to ask how there. many twelve-course meals you had because the, apparently it's a really big thing in Taiwan to have. 12 course, we had rehearsal dinner, we had the wedding dinner, there was some other dinner we went to just as a part of a tour. Did
1: you get any photos of this trip? You okay? Plenty. Wasn't your camera stolen?
2: What is going on? What is this?
4: Let's move on, you fuckers. Anyway, shark's fin soup it's cool to the sharks, they cut off the fins and they leave the sharks to die. It's horrible, and it's all it's like it's all to make a a thing that's doesn't really taste very good. It's horrible. I mean, it's okay, like the broth is okay, but there's no no reason to put the shark's fin other than its texture which Let's I don't even care about stop! yeah stop <laughs> sorry I'm sorry I
0: don't want to hear about this soup Four. 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 look at shark's fin soup
3: his hat is like a shark's
2: spin. not his soup his soup is not like a shark spin. his hat is <laughs>
3: Ah. I
1: don't know how you can get that confused after Somebody the, the cut the starts of spin off of
3: LL Cool J's hat and threw it and in the and ocean. left him to die.
1: Yeah, and we haven't heard from him since.
3: Ah, it's Jesus not worth
4: it. Christ. Okay. This is my point. It's not worth the, the number destruction. Four. It's not. Let's go have burgers. Burgers? Yo, that's out the door. I got something much better in mind. Okay, Taco
3: Bell, baby. All right, I don't know where we're going with this. All right, number four. This try and rap comes in at number four because it's one of my favorite movies, and I love every time this song kicks in. It's what I think is Michael Sambello with the Monster Squad theme from 1987's Monster Squad. Oh, Michael Sambello. Uh, uh, Technically, it's being performed by the Monster Squad as a group. Group, but Michael Sambello did the other song off this and I'm pretty sure that's Michael Sambello rapping
1: so I'm gonna call it yeah, you, yeah that, that sounds like somebody who Steel Town Girl on a Saturday
3: night Here, uh, another Maniac reference Michael yeah. Sambello played uh, the song Maniac not with the movie uh, and he famously played guitar for Stevie Wonder specifically on songs in the Cave of Life and he's probably on some Yacht Soul that Michael Sambello oh. he did
2: he, he, raps. he did work with Quincy Jones I heard an interview with Quincy Jones once where Quincy was like, uh, we gotta call Michael Bello for this song. He's awesome, Rashida. Thank you. It's true, though. I did uh, hear the interview when he did say Michael Sanbello is awesome. Yeah,
3: loves that guy. Uh, he also did soundtrack work for movies like Cocoon, Gremlins, and Back to the Beach. And here, I'm totally convinced he's rapping. I said that already. Either way, he's credited as a writer along with Dick Rudolph. Who is Minnie Riperton's husband and Maya Rudolph's father? Mm-hmm. Are you sure this isn't Brian Wilson rapping this song? Trying to rap in this yeah. song? See,
4: I, I, I think he sounds more like Gary Fincic from the ninth verse oh of the Super Bowl Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's Gary here, and I'm Mr. Clean. They
3: call me <laughs> Hitman, don't know what they mean. That's, that's, that's what I'm hearing here. It's got a good beat on this song, though. No? Yeah. Gotta get up. Got We got work to do? They're talking about the Monster Squad. It's uh, one of those classic tales where only kids who haven't lost their imagination to adulthood can see the threat. This time the threat being classic, almost universal monsters. Uh, This is all discussed in the first two verses of the song. Um, This song didn't have an official release until Mondo, who I mentioned during the plug hole, released it on vinyl earlier this summer, but I'm not using that version. I'm using uh, a cleaned up longer version uh, by YouTuber DJ Lee. Thanks DJ Lee for putting that out there.
1: That's not the DJ Lee we know, is it? No, it's not.
3: I don't think. Maybe. might be a Monster Squad thing. Hell of a coincidence.
1: Uh, the Monster Squad uh, taught me about the Holocaust. Yeah. Because I was about 12 when As it came it out. Yeah. it does. And you remember a Scary German Guy? Yeah. And he had the tattoo on his wrist. I asked somebody what that meant. They said the Holocaust. I then went to the library and learned about the Holocaust.
3: Yeah.
2: So, I learned about Dracula from this Draculas and Frankensteins and mummies and all sorts of scary things. I can't watch this movie. I'll have Nightmares.
1: The uh, Wolfman the, has Nards.
3: The Dracula in this movie is particularly vicious mm-hmm. yeah. for a kids movie. This is a great. I, this is these these are the type of kids movies, movies I miss because they swore. They said bad dirty words and they were a squad. I guys squad goals, right? Guys, Isn't that what kids say?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they that's a hashtag now. Do you guys think that Dick Rudolph has a penis that glows red in the dark? Who's Dick Rudolph? The song Maya Rudolph's dad.
2: <laughs> Why wait, perfect what? response? I don't understand the question. A penis that grow is that a leg Like Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer but with a dick. Oh, <laughs> Think I'm, I'm for working on so that. many levels right now. Listen,
1: I like that joke. I think he the, did one, have a the one, the one time Steve didn't explain a joke.
4: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and you, <laughs> you now, pull it out of him now? Now I'm gonna have to do it every other time.
0: <laughs> the series started good, but it became crappy. Became the thing that it parodied by Screen TV. Three. three, three. Oh,
3: yeah. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's (laughs) right. Okay. Jesus. (laughs) So in case you were wondering. Nobody was wondering. In case you were wondering why Adam's Family Groove didn't make the list. Well, it's because it's only the second best uh, Adam's Family horror (laughs) wrap-up. This right here tag team with Adam's Family Woomp from 1993's Adam's Family Values is the best. It's just masterful (laughs) 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 plausimation and a full-on cynical repackaging. Of her previous hit. It's fucking wonderful. I don't
4: even know how to discuss this as music. <laughs> well, let's talk about culture then. You've
2: got a, a whoop There It Is song, an Adams Family movie. All you need is Kevin Costner being relevant on a red carpet, and you got quintessential 1993.
1: God. Uh, uh, the what? same year as uh, Waco. Or no, wait, Waco. Don't eat right. lose you a, lose and your lose fucking facts. Lose effects God.
2: How does this song make you feel, Dave? Angry. Great. <laughs> Perfect. That's what we need. Um,
1: ah, man. It. You know, I. I'll give you Monster Squad because that was a, kind of a well-written, fun movie. <laughs> This is just fucking garbage on top of
3: garbage. Oh, but they, they read the script. <laughs> they fucking read the script and they said, "How can we integrate this with our one other, our one song that we have?" Listen, I'm, let me which, tell you about texting. Which is a ripoff of another song. <laughs> Let me, let me tell you about Tag Team. Okay, so Tag Team. On the team.
1: sequel of a shitty movie that was a, a rip-off of an original. Yeah. Let
3: me tell you about Tag Team. Ugh, no. DC, the Brain Supreme, and Steve Rowland <laughs> come out of Atlanta by way of Denver where they met in high school. They released Whoop, there it is, in July 1993, a month after 95 South released Whoop, there it is. Whoop, a far cleaner version than Whoop. Uh, and it hit number two. Whoop hit number eleven. In case you were wondering, Dave, <coughs> they would they would have two other songs make the Billboard Hot 100, both from 1994. This song, Adam's Family Whoop, and Whoop there it is. Whoop there it went, <laughs> which appeared on Disney's Mickey's Disney's Mickey Unwrapped, featuring Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy rapping. So tag team, boom. Woo! True Renaissance man. There that was it is. A, that's a perfect song and to
4: close their career
3: with. D- D- T.C. the went. Brain
1: Supreme was finally able to prove to everybody that uh-huh. it was indeed an ironic nickname.
3: <laughs> God, Adam's Family values is a far lazier boomer nostalgia than the first one. Doing what lazy TV shows do, and to create interest, they added a baby named Pubert. 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 And the natty tries to rob them. Not a lot to discuss, but tag team do, and then they fill in the missing pieces.
1: This is truly an entirely different definition of horror.
3: (laughs) Did you watch Mm -hmm. the video to this?
1: No, this is the only... Hunter asked me to watch all these videos. This is the one I I refuse to watch.
4: I have one fun fact. I just want to say that uh, in 1991, MC Hammer's Adam's Groove Won the Razzie Award for Worst Original Song And this song followed in its footsteps won the same award in God, 1993 it's so good Two for two
1: It's <laughs> so good
0: The gay subtext is there, it's true In Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2
2: That is true It's absolutely true It's that uncanny true. Every everybody, everybody who gets killed in that movie Is a dude who hits on the guy, the the boy that Freddie is possessing.
3: They're doing. I think they're doing a documentary on the subject of
2: that being like a gay movie. It's it's
3: it's unbelievable. It's so it's great. Speaking of number twos. Wait, actually, this is a good song. I'm talking about Ghostbusters number two. During the credits, after Bobby Brown interjects a quick stanza of wrap ups and the Ghostbusters get a much-deserved celebration on Liberty Island, a uh, sweet-ass rap-up hits as the credits go to to a black background. This is that song. This is Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew, with Spirit, often incorrectly attributed to Run DMC and their song Ghostbusters, which is also on the Ghostbusters, two soundtrack, a true tour de force of plot rock. Hunter. Hunter.
2: No. JD. No. No. Okay. Are you trying to tell me, maybe, that there were at
3: least three plot rock raps on the Ghostbuster 2 soundtrack? I'm telling you there are at least three and probably five. Because you could argue Bobby Brown's We're Back and Glenn Fry's Flip City are plot rock.
2: Those producers had their fingers on the pulse of the
3: street Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's why Ghostbusters 2 is so beloved <laughs> Did this Did it do well
1: in the box office? I mean, I, I was at an, I was I in an age... I think it did okay. It didn't... Yeah, because that came... Anyone know when it came out, I want to say, but I'm afraid to be yelled at again. Think, 89, that's 89, what I wanted 90, to say. 90. Somewhere because, So I would have been 13, 14, mm-hmm. and I would loved the first one, saw it in the theater, and kind of liked it,
3: but I was young and dumb enough yeah, to mm-hmm. think it was okay. I liked it. I liked the ending with the, when the when uh, you're know, Mm-hmm. And they're walking yeah. around and they got the city to cheer. I, I love that
1: part. Yeah, yeah uh, is, isn't Cheech Marin in, in a cameo? Of course he is. Oh. I got
2: to see a double feature of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two at the New Beverly Cinema here in Los wicked. Angeles. You me. Dave, 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 Dave might have been there too. Probably. And I remember we watched Ghostbusters and it was like this movie is so fun and great and good. Everybody's having so much fun. And, and then, then what, number two, Ghostbusters mm. Two, it's just like cynical.
1: Nobody's having fun. Yeah. It's just like let's cash in. You know what? When I saw this, it doesn't this, hold up. I I also saw it. I'm just remembering it. I saw it as a double feature at the drive-in with Batman.
3: Oh, huh? Um, Eight, that makes it 89. Fun. 89, then. So on this song, uh, we don't get a name drop for Vigo, which Bobby does, you know, but we do get a full exploration of the river of slime and the evil feelings it encapsulates. You know, I think people overlook that river of slime and its importance to the plot. Not Dougie Fresh, though. He reminds us (laughs) that it works for Vigo, described as an evil magician, and that it went after a baby fucking baby. Fucking baby. fucking slime. There's
2: also a line in the song, Dana's the lady, which is true. <laughs> yeah, Dana true. is the lady
3: in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. That's a very important part of plot rock. It needs to be true. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, Dana was the lady. Yeah, well, the lady. now what what
1: I want to watch Maniac Cop 2 and see the uh, Jacuzzi and Uzi.
3: Well, I'm, it, I'm sure that was true to the character. There's also ah. a line
2: in, in Maniac Cop 2 in their rap that says he never does the dishes. So I no, wanted, no, no,
3: that was Shock
1: Dance. Shock Dance never does the dishes. Okay, yeah. never mind. And I'm if you watch the movie, the in the movie he doesn't
4: actually do the dishes.
2: Oh, there we go. Mm. Sure. Anything else on this one? Mm-hmm.
4: JD, do you recognize the drum break on this one? Is This this is it, huh? No, this is James Brown, funky drummer. Oh, oh.
3: Well, well, I just want to say, uh, Dougie Fresh was a rapper and beatboxer, uh, early years of hip-hop. Uh, he's known for the sh- songs like The Show and his Slick Rick contribution to La-Di-Dotty. Uh, collaboration. What? Collaboration. Collaboration, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, but he also made the first horrorcore song on his first album with Play This Only at Night, with Sample's music
0: from Phantasm. Stanley Kubrick is the best. He won't be outdone, because when he made The Shining, he only made one. one, one, one.
3: All right. There's the punchline. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> We're getting through this, guys. Thank you, Jackson O'Brien. Last one. <laughs> Last one. Okay, this might be a little controversial. Number one. Is it Mariah Carey? It is not. Wait, she may have been.
2: She's probably singing background vocals. She was on everything. She's (laughs) so talented.
4: uh, this yeah, is...
1: she was. <laughs> she was one of the Fat Boys. She was one of the, one of their yeah. nut
3: sacks. I'm sure of it. Uh, this is... Is a fact.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is the Fat Boys with "Are You Ready for Freddy" from 1988's The Dream Master, but it doesn't wrap up perfectly. The Dream Master. It wraps up the original, the original movie and the number three movie, Dream Warriors. So in essence. It wrapped up Wes, Wes Craven's vision to date, and it should be noted that it was uh, se- the second song in the credits.
2: Oh, so you could listen to the song before you see the movie to get all caught up instead of watching the other three movies. I mean, it's still... yes, absolutely. You could just listen to this rap song. But this sounds <laughs> so, like... This, this song sounds like the second song in the credits. I can, I can hear the better rap song end, and this song no, kick in.
3: It was It was metal. Oh. Because that was the, go, the go-to's. Of, of especially horror for plot rock was heavy metal, hair metal, or raps, wrap ups. Ooh, this is a spooky chorus. Yeah, I've got I've got oh. goosebumps. That's the thing. So the strong points of this song it gives Freddie his own try and rap, which is fucking bonus points right there. It uses clips from the movie. The background singers, as we hear, are getting in on the action. They're talking about the plot, those background singers. And it's the Fat Boys, who are awesome. Yeah. I love the Fat Boys. Yeah, Prince, Marky well, D, Cool Rock Ski, and Buff Love, totally underrated, and not only for their contributions to hip hop, but also to film with yeah. the movie
1: Disorderlies. Bang. Well, when you were over last weekend, I specifically pulled that out to show you my Disorderlies vinyl. I think they could have been fatter mm-hmm. uh, these days they Well, one guy was
2: like super so fat, the other yeah. one. The, these days they would have just been called the boys and their movie would have been called
3: Orderlies. Oh, because uh, because of our poor eating habits in America? Yeah, because everybody's really fat now. Uh, so they're just normal guys, yeah.
2: normal
4: boys. Exactly. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. You've given us a lot to think about, JD. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I listened to this song on YouTube, uh, and I, I I feel like they gave too much time to Freddie. Well, he's, like, he's about to little, get some time. Here. Yeah. They're, they're trying to. They give way too much time to their guests, which is exactly the opposite of what we do on this podcast.
3: <laughs> what <laughs> guests? He just, he just, he just, he just, guys, he's picking on us. You're, I'm the bully.
0: Pick,
2: don't pick on us, bully. I'm the bully. I got to bully Dave about his facts, and you about your talking too much. But I don't bully Hunter, because he's my little angel.
3: Well, I'm over, I'm on the oh, you side. Oh, you play favorites. You play
1: us against mm. one another. He exactly. takes, he takes don't turns. do wonder they call you Poppy. <laughs> he takes turns, which, uh, uh, whichever one he's liking that week, but he does it, I think, to get the best and worst out of each of us. Yes, it's the best.
3: Okay, so back to this song. I'm guessing uh, this bumps Nightmare and Mind Street <coughs> from the soundtrack, I'm pretty sure it did. Uh, and, and it seems like they were taking submissions. So the, oh, fa- oh, 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 the Fat Boys may not have had the script Dream Master at the time of the production, because I think it was Freelance, they were just like, <coughs> send us what you got. So, you know, they, they read the scripts to two other ones, the ones that they liked. Hey, you guys, you guys want to hear me rap? Yeah. Yes. Oh, 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 oh,
4: mm-hmm. Dave, that's beatboxing. Yeah, oh. that's not a rap. Okay. Beatbox. Hey. My name is
2: Freddie and I've got claws and I've got got them And I like to rap to entertain y'all. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That, that good freestyle. Thank you. That was I was terrible. thinking about that for a long time. Oh. It was but, like, you freestyle. but you didn't
4: write it down. So um, Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm thinking my name is Freddie and I've got hand blades. Do what I say or I'll give you AIDS. Oh, good one, yeah. I'll penetrate your dreams and give you AIDS. I like it. Get AIDS in your dreams. Yeah, punch up. Uh, Good countdown, guys. What didn't make the list? Well, I know it's not a rap, but I always liked the title track, Dream Warriors by Dokken. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> not a rap, buddy. Because I'm not That's a rap guy. Not yeah. a rap. Hey, you know what? Dave ended the show getting a fact right. <laughs> he is not a rap it guy. It was by... Oh, yeah, I'm it not was, a rap guy. And it was not a rap. Yeah. yeah very good. Uh, I thought something from the Snoop Dogg soundtrack to the movie Bones, where Snoop Dogg plays a murdered gangster named Jimmy Bones, who comes back as a ghost. Pretty much every song in that soundtrack is plot rock. You know what? And very spooky.
3: Yeah. You know what? That mm. That got demoted... By, by this here, Hunter. Oh? Because I watched it. Which where, Hunter? And at the end, mm-hmm. the wrap-up song is a song about Snoop Dogg. He talks about himself, <laughs> not the character. Wait, a rapper's talking about
2: himself? He, I tried really hard when I, when I, when I researched this part. He, I gave it lots of soul and brains and heart. He's just reminding everybody who Snoop
1: Dogg was. I, did, I didn't think about that one. That was a good one. That was good. I was thinking you were going to work fart. In there, and I'm glad you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really—he's not a
3: rap guy though. I wrote so, it.
1: Yeah, oh. I'm a JD guy though. Try, trying to get back at his good graces. You're you're
2: in my good graces, hey, hey, Fuck you,
4: Steve. What did you didn't make the list? I would have picked Leprechaun rap from Leprechaun Five, Leprechaun in the Hood. It's uh, it's another in character rap by Warwick Davis, the Leprechaun. <laughs> uh, it's like the Crypt Keeper
3: in that it's a voice that is not easy to rap it. And I would like to justify that one. I was aware of that, very aware. Couldn't find a clean copy of it, mm. so it got whoosh, uh, thrown up. It had too, it had uh, too many of the of the of the stuff going on in the movie. It only play, aired at the movie, but it did air during the credits of the movie.
2: Well, next episode, winter is coming, so Steve gives us. Uh, Transition into seasonal depression Mm -hmm. with a genre called the ache. We're gonna be have some laughs next (laughs) week. Super comedy stuff. Want to (laughs) save Maine? Find this week's Horror Wrap Ups playlist By following J.D. Riznar On Spotify Go to YachtRock.com To buy t-shirts Read the captain's blog And see show notes By Tim Malcolm Follow him on Twitter At Timothy Malcolm For fun facts Send questions via Twitter at YachtRock Follow J.D. at J.D. Riznar Follow Hollywood Steve At Hollywood Steve H Follow Dave At David underscore B Underscore Lions Follow Hunter At Hunter Stare Like YachtRock on Facebook Please rate and review us On iTunes Stop right now Pull over your car Give us a rating Because we want to be More relevant Uh, Just take time to do it Right now. Thanks again to Jackson O'Brien for sending in the bumpers. Yeah, yeah thanks, Jackson. Thank those you for, those very those were much. Were really great. Additional bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall for a scaring up quality podcasts. <laughs> will see you in our nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> and check out Feral Audio Podcast at feralaudio.com. I just became one of the millions listening to my favorite murder. I'm proud to be on the network with that show. That show gives me the heebie jeebies. It's great. Time to start it round
0: Halloween. (laughs) (laughs)